my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this finds you well and thriving and happy and feeling supported. And if not, I hope that this episode helps you get there a little bit closer, closer to where you want to be. So in today's episode, I have a special treat. Um, So I started actually tonight. So I'm recording this late Monday evening to be out on Tuesday morning, which is our normal day, you know, Tuesdays, maybe a Wednesday, you know, we'll, we, we see how the week goes, but, um, Tuesday is our normal day. But today on Monday, I started a new series called how to be a great girlfriend on our social media. And, um, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So you've heard me share about my journey with vitamin D and how a deficiency was causing havoc in my life, causing depression that was not helped by therapy, emotional support skills, and other resources that I had access to because the source was organic and coming from inside my body. And it was only by healing my body with vitamin D supplements that 
I actually saw change. And I'm not alone with me being part of the 82% of black women in America who struggle with the vitamin D deficiency due to our melanin not being able to synthesize as much vitamin D from the sun. But Black Girl Vitamins is a proud black-owned brand that develops vitamins to address the specific needs of black women, like iron and vitamin D deficiency. Each purchase contributes to a scholarship fund that supports black women pursuing healthcare education. Plus, they're vegan-friendly and free from harmful additives. Try Black Girl Vitamins to see improved health in areas such as energy, fertility, and pregnancy support, balancing your blood sugar, and more. Get 10% off your first order with the code HEAL10 at blackgirlvitamins.co. That's B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L-V-I-T-A-M-I-N-S dot co and use promo code HEAL10 to get $10 off. Take control of your health and level up your summer with Black Girl Vitamins. It's time to make this summer your healthiest one yet. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic get 25% off your first order from the honeypot.co slash summer that's t-h-e-h-o-n-e-y-p-o-t dot c-o slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today it is going to be a walkthrough of learning lessons about friendship life and love following iconic TV women. And we're starting with the show Girlfriends. And so I thought it would be really cool for me to share the lessons that I talked about in tonight's live for this week's podcast episode. So you are going to hear me, um, you know, talk to the ladies. You're going to hear me say some folks names. Um, you're going to hear me laugh at them when they say something that makes me chuckle. Um, but the meat of the podcast episode today is going to have three red flags that I see, um, in, in the episode that I'm talking about and the healing alternatives for you to strive for. So I know it's going to be great. Um, and I was like, this, this is tonight's, this is tomorrow's episode. There's no way it could be anything else. So there's that. And so, I hope that you enjoy it. Before we get into that, I just want to welcome all of the ladies who have signed up for our Healed and Loved Woman Conference. We still have space. And, you know, I keep saying conference, but because it's going to be an intimate group, a smaller group, I should probably say retreat, but it is what it is. Um, On February 12th through 14th here in Houston, Texas, we are having our first annual Healed and Loved Women conference slash retreat where I'm going to be helping women become more love balanced, love available, and lean into their love worthiness. Um, Codependence, the antithesis of that is becoming more love balanced, knowing how to be centered in our relationships, knowing how to 
have our boundaries, knowing how to own our space while also knowing how to be love available, knowing how to connect to other people, knowing how to be vulnerable, knowing how to ask for what we want, knowing how to show up for ourselves, um, knowing how to um, be honest about the things that we want and to voice those without feeling guilt that we are too much, that we are too, too needy, that we are ungrateful or whatever the negative core beliefs and negative thoughts that we have in our mind. We're going to spend these three days focusing on the abundance of a changed mindset, focus on the abundance of celebrating ourselves um, through laughter, through music, through sisterhood, through dance, through games, um, and through really great quality teaching, if I do say so myself. Um, my goal is that every woman who attends our conference is walking straight into this new stage in her life up leveled. And so, um, that is, that is our event. And so there's still space to attend for those of you who are interested. You can learn more by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash conference. We are in our last week of early bird enrollment before the price goes up. I want to see you there. You know, with COVID precautions, of course, for those of us who um, want to attend, but that is our biggest concern. We have a whole list of things that we are doing to keep us um, safe and um, put the precautions in order. From space seating to testing before the event to hand sanitizer everywhere to gifted masks, we have it all covered. So, would love to see you there. Again, it's blackgirlshill.org slash conference. And so that is it for my mini plug. Let's go ahead and get into this live episode. So, hello. We are live now on Instagram. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Sheena Tubbs. I'm the founder of Black Girls Heal. And we are starting a really cool series. We are starting our How to Be a Good Girlfriend series. I'm really excited. You've seen me promoting this on the Black Girls Hill page. Um, we are going to take a deep dive in learning lessons about friendship, life, and love from popular um, sitcoms about Black women. And so we are starting with girlfriends. Um, we're not necessarily going to stay with girlfriends, but this is definitely where we are going to start. And I'm going to tell you how I got the idea in a second, but let me go ahead and introduce myself for the Black Girls Hill Instagram. Um, like I said, my name is Sheena Tubbs. I'm a therapist by trade. I'm also a love addiction coach. And what I do for a living is I help women heal from the symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation to make way for the love that they want. So what I've learned from my personal life, from my professional life, is that the relationship problems that we continue to get into is just trauma reenactment just showing up over and over and over again, and we have to break the cycles. And so what I do in Black Girls Heal is I give them in practical advice, coaching tips and skills to get out of those cycles um, and hopefully bridge the gap from um, traditional teachings that definitely get us in the right path, but sometimes it can be frustrating because we keep hitting the same roadblocks, we keep hitting the same walls. So. That's what we do here. So let's talk about where this series idea came from. So definitely we started with girlfriends tonight. Um, so as you may or may not know, the show Girlfriends um, was released on Netflix. Of course, you know here at Black Girls Hill. Who am I talking to? Of course, we all know that. So it was re-released on Netflix. Saw binge parties all over the place. Now, Girlfriends came out in the year 2000. 
And at that time, I'm not gonna say my age. No, I'm gonna say my age. I'm not afraid to say my age. Um, I was 14 when Girlfriends came out. And so I looked it up to make sure I was clear, but I was between the ages of 14 and 20, 21 when it was on air. And I never got into the show. They were talking about grown women things, didn't apply to me. I tried to keep up because I knew that it was cool, but it just, it didn't work for me. So I just stuck to Martin, Fresh Prince, all the other shows that I, I could like follow along and like relate to in some kind of way. So when Netflix was, um, when Netflix relaunched Girlfriends, I, I was watching it because you know I wanted I wanted to be in I wanted to understand what was going on people were so excited and everything and of course, I knew the basic gist of girlfriends you know I knew it was four friends all professionals um, dating life and love um, you know Joan is who she is Tony is who she is I watched some episodes but I wasn't really clear um, like I didn't remember it wasn't like one of my favorite shows so I remember watching it the first couple of episodes. And my husband was watching it with me and I had to keep pausing it and be like, this is really unhealthy. These relationships are pretty toxic and that's a red flag and that's a red flag and that's a red flag. And I was like, they all need to be in my coaching program. They need to either be my coaching program. Or I need to like go back in time where I used to do therapy all the time and like they need to be my therapy chair. And I was like, this is, it was stressful to watch. And I was like, I, and I know, I knew that there were lots of people who were binging the show, um, which they should binge the show. It was, a, it is, was a beautiful show. It's part of our canon. It should not go away. However, part of the problem that happens for many of us when we do not have good models is we will take what we see from pop culture we will take what we see that is taught in the media, whether or not it's fact or fiction, and it will become a template that we operate out of. Whether or not we intend for it to happen or not, it just kind of seeps in, especially if we don't have anything challenging it. So I'm watching this and I'm like, ah, like the women I serve, black women, like we're all watching this and like started twitching. And so I was like, should I do a watch party series where I kind of like walk through some of the lessons that I think it would be really important to kind of counteract some of the things that I feel like were red flags that were kind of normalized for the sense of humor or normalized for like, this is just how dating relationships work. This is just how things work, but eventually it, it works itself out. Eventually um, you know, y'all will fight and make up and it'll all be okay. And that's the kind of stuff that keeps us stuck for so long. That's what kept me stuck for so long. That's what's kept so many of my, the ladies that I've worked with stuck for so long. Because they think that the, the cycles of unavailable people, that they think the cycles of chaos, they think the cycles of um, back and forth, it's just what happens until you figure it out. Um, when really, it does not have to be that hard. It does not have to be that chaotic. It does not have to be that toxic. It can be easier than that. It should be easier than that. And many of us have normalized the toxic chaotic cycles because that's what we saw growing up. That's what we have learned as part of healthy relationships. And that's the cycle that needs to stop. That is what needs to stop with us. And we're going to pass down 
healthy expectations to our friendships, to people around us, and we are going to expect the same for ourselves. So I was trying to figure out what would that look like? What would that look like for me to do this? Because, you know, I am, anytime y'all see me do an Insta story, it has taken me much longer than it needs to. I don't know how people, <laughs> I don't know how people do like, like the Insta story watch parties and they like write captions and stuff. I'm like, how do you not lose your whole day? I haven't figured out the trick for that yet. Um, so I'm like, how am I going to do this? Um, where I can like talk through it. I'm like, I'm just going to do a live. I'm going to go live and I'm going to talk about the different episodes. Um, there are 157 episodes of episodes of girlfriends. I'm not going to do 157 lives. Um, well, maybe who knows, <laughs> who knows what the future um, brings, but um, I am definitely going to commit to the first season. Um, and so the way that I want these lives to go is I'm going to talk about red flags, um, things that were a concern for me when I saw them. And I'm going to tell you why they were of concern. I'm going to give you the opposite signs of healing and we're going to go from there. So if you're excited about this, go ahead and drop an emoji in the comments. You can drop a heart emoji. You can drop a smiley emoji just so that I know that y'all are with me, that you're ready, that you're excited. Um, I would really love for y'all to also be interactive with questions and thoughts that y'all have as we are going through this. Um, ways that you might relate as well. If there's anything that I'm teaching about that you're like, that one was for me. Um, then great. I want you to let me know that as well. Awesome. Yes. Saida, Lakeisha, thank you. Self-care, lifestyle, thank you so much. Renee, thank you. Okay, let's get her started. So I got my notes up. So those of you who are on Facebook, you'll see me like looking in the corner. Um, and that's why, because I'm looking at my notes and also you here on Instagram. Hey, Crystal, what's up? Okay, let's do this. All right, so first red flag. So this, like I said, season one, episode one. This is, the title of the episode is Toe Sucking. So this is, of course, the pilot. Um, and the basic gist of the episode is, it is Joan's birthday. Um, she's turning, I want to say she's turning 29. Um, and um, Tony starts to date her ex-boyfriend, Charles, and it's a very serious relationship. And so the whole plot line is, um, not the whole plot line, but the majority of the plot line is Tony is bringing Charles, the ex-boyfriend, to Joan's party. So the question is, is it okay for your um, friend to date your ex? Um, is she mad? Is she really not mad? Is all this okay? So on and so forth. So here are some of the thoughts that I had. Um, so the first red flag that came to mind for me is... So at the very beginning, when Lynn found out that Tony was dating Charles, she was like, either you tell her or I tell her. And so Tony was like, great, you tell her. And so luckily that did not happen. That was not the plot line of the story. But the first red flag that I thought of is how often it is common for people to put you in the middle of their chaos and their dysfunction. The way that I most often, most often see this is um, people will recruit you to be the mediator. 
people will recruit you to because you're friends with both sides, because you're so good at being neutral, because you're so good at not having an opinion. They will talk to you about the things that go on with somebody else instead of them having the conversation themselves. Many of us, those of us, especially those of us who are codependent and who are kind of used to being in that middle place, sometimes we might even go and have the conversation with someone that is not our responsibility to have. And so the first red flag I want y'all to be mindful of, even though it did not happen this way in this episode, um, thank goodness, is making sure that you don't allow people to put you in the middle of their dysfunctional cycles that you allow other people to take care of their own problems. It can be very common for us to want to rescue other people, that we wanna rescue people from their dysfunction, dysfunction, that we will watch people, friends of ours, go through tough situations and we wanna step in to kind of soften it, um, but really it's not our place to do so, right? And so um, be mindful about people trying to put you in the middle of their issues. Now, the way that the sign of healing for this, the opposite of this would be for you to have your own conversation with them yourself, okay? Either for you to have your own conversation instead of asking someone else to talk to someone for you, or if, um, if someone's trying to get you to like be in the middle of a situation, for you to keep putting it back on them. Well, what do you think? What do you think you should do? This isn't really my responsibility. This isn't really my problem. I think that you have all the answers you need inside of you, right? Um, being really mindful that you are not caught in the middle of that cyclone, okay? So if that makes sense, go ahead and put a one in the comments. Let me know if that is helpful um, as I go ahead and fix this. I know there's a little bit of a delay. I have a little spelling error on my side. And then I can move on to the second red flag. Um, and so, again, this was not, I see the ones, thank you. I, um, this was not necessarily how I played on this episode, thank goodness. <laughs> Like this. Um, but there are more things to come in other episodes. Awesome. All right. The second red flag that I saw in this episode that like I was like, uh, let me let me let me just pause is and this was a tricky one. This I'm gonna tell you right now, this is Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. 
Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. He kind of like inferring something, but I think my spidey sense is correct here. So the reason why Joan and Charles broke up is because Charles at the time that they were dating, he he did not want to get married. So Joan and Charles, there's a flashback. Joan and Charles are sitting on the couch. Um, They're like talking about how much they like each other. They're just feeling each other, whatever the case was. And um, um, Joan says to him, you know, Charles, I really like you. I I like us spending time together, but I really want to get married. And so if that's not what you really want, I think that we should just end this. And homeboy looks her straight in the face, just cold blood. And was like, Okay. First of all, sorry. it's not funny, but it's funny. Um, just, just the way sometimes people act when they are unavailable, it's just like, really? Like we are human, like you know that there are feelings involved. You know like this is, you know you should like at least like fake that you are like upset just like okay as if i was like i want tacos instead of chinese tonight anyways they're in a serious relationship and that was his response so my red flag could be dating someone who has that type of energy but you know we didn't see the trajectory of their relationship that was just the only part that we saw which i can make up some stories about that as well right do that part right um but the red flag for me, the inference inference that I was making, is by looking at her, at her expression, looking at her face, it looked like she was expecting that conversation to go a different way. She was. It looked like she was expect, expecting to tell this man, hey, I want to get married, and if that's not what you want, let's just end this. And maybe having in her mind, like, we are so deep, we're so committed, we're so, like, in love, dare I say, in love, that there is no way that he would actually want to lose me, right? So it's playing chicken with someone and giving them ultimatums without being prepared for the results, right? Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. 
My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. This type of power play is manipulative. Manipulative? I think I knew I was going to stumble on that word before I even said it. It's manipulation, right? And the reason why it's manipulation and not just sharing your expectations, because it is definitely healthy and right for you to share your expectations for what you want from someone in a relationship. You should be very clear. But it was um, the energy of kind of like the strong arming of it. It was, um, I'm not coming to you as an adult. I'm just going to see... Like, it's kind of like the way she framed it, like she was trying to trap him into a corner instead of coming to him as an equal and a peer and saying, what do you think about this? How do you, how are you feeling about commitment? What is it that you're wanting to have as well? Um, it was, it was kind of cut and dry in her delivery. Let me know if that's making sense for y'all and down below. So the red flag for me in short is not being clear and this is on joan's part yes homeboy was wrong with just being like okay I'm like who does that um but her not being clear um and emotionally open in her communication with him let me because she was emotionally open let me try to reframe that um the way that she presented the conversation to him was the red flag. I learned um, a long time ago to not ask questions that I don't want the answer to. I don't ask anybody their opinion on anything until unless I am prepared for them to give me the nitty and the gritty along with a compliment. I do not ask questions unless I'm prepared for honest feedback all the way, right? And so when you set those things up, um, and you are not prepared to have an adult bring your full adult self to that, then that is a, a cause for concern for you to look at yourself and say, okay, what is it that I'm really wanting from this person? What are the expectations that I have for this conversation? And so the sign for healing for this is to be clear on what it is that you actually want and to communicate that to someone, um, to use your adult voice. Um, and if you don't know your adult voice, this is part of your healing process. This is part of what you need recovery for. This is why we have our recovery school group coaching program, because a lot of the things that I teach um, should be common sense, should be, right? Should be common sense, but they're not, right? We think that we're communicating effectively, I'm sure. I mean, the way that Joan did it is the way that I think um, we're presented as women to, to just be matter of fact. Like, I'm just going to tell you, this is what I want. And if you don't like it, then that it is what it is, that you are the one with the problem. And on one hand, yes, own your power, own your voice. However, what Joan got is she the part of the equation that she didn't factor for, that she did care about the result. She did care about whether or not he would be in it or not, right? And so that's, that's part of the honesty we have to have for ourselves. And some of us don't know how to get there. Some of us, we, we, we vacillate between the two extremes of I'm going to be totally in it 
and totally committed to trying to make this thing work and self-assessing and like, where, where am I the one, where am I needing to self-evaluate and see what part is my part? Um, where is the part that I need to give to the point where we will make excuses for someone who's not showing up in the way that they need to show up? And then the other extreme of, I am just going to act like I don't care. And I'm going to be um, impervious to the things that you say. And I'm going to own the fact that I'm a prize. And if you don't work for me, then that's your problem. Again, not opening the door to the fact that true love and connection invites vulnerability. It invites that risk of being, um, of needing someone, of being that interdependent with them. You know, codependent is the unhealthy part. That's the part of where we lose ourselves and we want them to, to be our everything, to save us. Interdependence is the healthy balance in between the two. Well, yeah, I can take care of me, but I want you, right? I, I would be very sad if you left. I would be very sad if this didn't work out, okay? And then the third red flag, if y'all are ready for the third red flag, go ahead and put third in the comments. Let me let me see you put third, third. Or if you're quick with your emojis, you can find a red flag emoji. I am still learning where all my emojis are. How old am I? I should, I should know. I, I am a millennial in, um, in 2020. I should be quick with my emojis, but I use the same 20 all the time. <laughs> so it is what it is. All right. Third. Yes. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Third red flag in this episode. Look at D showing out with the red flags. Ooh, A.B. Morris. Y'all, y'all, y'all gonna make me, y'all gonna make me have to practice my texting skills later on. Look, Keisha's showing out. Okay, all right, let me go ahead. Um, hey, Nanette, good to see you, boo. All right, third red flag. This is also me pulling a little bit, right? This is me like, Put it on my little spidey sense. Sometimes I see things and I'm like, let me just evaluate the energy around this. So this could be me squeezing a little something out of this. But um, so at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, <laughs> not that I think a show that was on like, what, 20 years ago? 20 years ago? Sorry, I just realized <laughs> The year 2000 was 20 years ago, y'all. Okay, not that show 20 years ago. You've had your time to watch it. Um, but at the end of the episode, um, so Tony decides, you know, she's my friend. I can't date him. Oh, look at each other. She decides... Um, Joan is my friend. I can't date. I can't date you like this is just too messed up. I can't do it. So the next day, the next day, Charles goes to Joan's house, says, I'm so sorry about last night, plays all the game, starts kissing her to try to like get her back. Right. And, and I had some feelings about that. Um, let me, let me collect my feelings because I wrote it down here, but I, you know, I didn't type out a script on how to explain this to you. So here's the thing. There is such a thing as human error. 
relationships are can be complicated. Relationships um, are not perfect. We are not going to be perfect in relationships. Sometimes we learn by making mistakes, by making errors, and then we course correct. Then we're like, you know what? I made the wrong decision here, okay? So in this instance, Charles could have said, you know what? Oh, by the way, he came to her party. He came to, his, he came to her party, her 29th birthday party, and was all cuddled up on the couch with Tony. Um, and, um, and they left together, right? So, um, it is possible that sometimes people can choose the wrong person, that they break up, that they realize what they've lost, that they get back. That's some, that's many people's story, um, that they have to grow and learn and change. However, however, homeboy, the next day, and by the way, Tony dumped him. The next day he showed up at our house pulling all kinds of game and um, was like, I want another chance. I was such a fool, right? The red flag that I have for y'all today is taking these back to quickly, too quickly, <laughs> not making them work for you, y'all. Again, I understand that we make mistakes. I understand that growth happens. However, there is such a thing as people who do not know how to take ownership, um, as avoidant people who self-medicate by going, to, going from relationship to relationship. Some of you are those types of people. Some of you do not know how to be alone. Some of you um, have someone in your back pocket. Some of you always have someone that you're talking to, right? And so, um, and you only have so much of your heart that you can give because that's a self-medicating pattern, right? Hopping from relationship to relationship because you can't stay and be alone. You don't really have an opportunity to stop and look at yourself, right? And if this doesn't apply to you, if you just so happen to be in relationships, great. But I know the ladies that I serve, that is definitely something that when they look back at their trajectory and they look back at their history and they're like, wow, I've never really had any time when I've truly been by myself, truly by myself without someone who was just, I was entertaining in the background or someone who was fawning over me. Um, beware, red flag is beware of people who show you who they are and you are very quick to forgive, right? This is another trauma reenactment pattern. Um, many of us grew up in homes or had role models where for us to cope, and this is a subconscious thing, for us to cope with the caregivers or the people that we had around, we could not stay mad at them all the time, right? There were things that were breaches of trust there were things that were neglectful. Um, there are things that were abandoning to us as little girls. And so for us to stay sane in this household, we got very adept, adept at forgiving people quickly. We got very adept at forgiving people quickly and making excuses for them, at seeing the bright side, of seeing the part that we wanna see, and we carry those patterns into relationships. So what I make up, is that quick turnaround, even though this man has shown who he was, 
he shoot, she showed who he was by so quickly um, saying, okay, it is what it is. We're in this deep relationship. You can tell this girl thought that they were going somewhere. She thought that they were um, on their way to marriage, which is why she brought up the, 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 the relationship status. And he was nonchalant about it. Red flag, right? He dates one of her close friends, right? Um, and let's say he, he didn't know. Let's say, because the way that the, the story is written, the way that the episode is written, somehow he didn't know that um, Tony was one of her good friends. And somehow um, Tony didn't know it um, either, that Charles was her, her um, last serious ex-boyfriend. However that works in that, in that place, um, at that point in time. In that universe of TV, um, but once he found out, there was like no, no concern. No, are you sure you want to do this? No respect for her to not show up to her house. Right? There is no um, awareness for her feelings. Right? Then on top of that, he came the next day. He came the next day right after being there the night before with her good friend trying to talk to her. These are three red flags that I saw in 30 minutes worth of show, right? Less than 30 minutes, right? And yes, it's a TV show, but again, this is a pattern that I see over and over that we will forgive people who are showing us who they are too quickly, okay? So the sign for healing for this, as I look to my notes, uh, is just to be aware of red flags and call them what they are, okay? This is, if you are resonating, and knowing that you need to pay attention to red flags, go ahead and put that red heart emoji in the comments so that I know, I know I'm all up in your Kool-Aid, okay? But pay attention of who people show you that they are and also who they tell you that they are. Um, we cannot have these little, um, you know, repair, repair partner kits where someone tells us that they are not emotionally available or they don't know how to talk about their feelings or I'm working on a lot of stuff right now or I am you know I'm, I'm working on me or I have a, a lot of things that a lot of pots on the stove or whatever phrase that they use to tell you that they ain't got time to be studying you and you're still going to stay there and try to make it work because you see potential and you you see how it could be girl don't do it don't do it okay so these are my red flags for this episode. I got about three episodes in before I was like, I can't do this anymore. So we are going to do two more episodes um, for sure. Hopefully this week. I'm going to shoot for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, we're going to shoot for that um, that pattern, but y'all know how I be. So we, these are all things that you can totally heal from, that you can unlearn. Again, it is easier said than done. I don't think there's really much of what I've shared tonight. Well, I think there's some things for sure. Um, but I think a lot of things that I've shared tonight, you've probably heard in some shape or form, form and it's not connecting. So um, in our recovery school, these are the things that we break down. We break down how to have conversations with people, how to be clear about our expectations. What are my actual expectations? How do I get honest with myself? How do I set boundaries? How can I tell if they're being unavailable versus human? And what is the next step that I take from there? So 
Um, if you want to get on our wait list, the doors are not open right now, um, but they will be opening for our January cohort. You can click the link in the bio if you're on Instagram or go, go to the recoveryschool.com slash waitlist um, because this, this is exactly the stuff I take my ladies through. Um, all the things that they logically think they know, but it has not settled in. Um, it's not become truth and um, gospel for them yet. So that is it for tonight. I hope that y'all liked it. And I will see y'all in our next live. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so that was our first live all about how to be a good girlfriend. Of course, talking about friendship and love and life and putting it all together, following iconic TV women and starting with girlfriends. If you would like to watch this this live series, then make sure that you're following us on social media. So you can follow us at Black Girls Heal on Instagram and of course on Facebook. And then, you know, after I talk, there's going to be a little outro. It's going to repeat all that for you. Um, I do not have any current plans on making this available via like video or on our YouTube channel, which that might be a thought. Um, but right now the only place that I have capacity for is just to upload these live at the time, um, because I am busy planning our conference because I'm preparing to enroll our next round of recovery school students. I am redoing our coursework to make sure this next cohort is ready and and adequately prepared. So if you follow us just on our newsletter and just on the podcast, I would love for you to follow us on social media so you can be a part of the lessons. And if there's another one that is a big favorite or there's a, a good response, I might do another bonus episode here on the podcast. But in the meantime, we'd love to see you over there. For those of you who are ready to enroll in the conference, don't forget, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash conference, and I will get to see your bright, shining face here in Houston, Texas. It will be wonderful. It'll be great. And I can't wait to be able to be a part of helping you write this next chapter in your life for those of you who attend. So that's it for this episode. I will see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 